guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic Comedians Guide to Autism. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kirk. Two of us are hosting this this, uh, this little humdinger. And I'm Graham K. Hello, everybody. This is another in-person live episode with Kirk and me in the same place. Sweating to the oldies here. You know, you know, a long, long time Kirk was living in uh, L.A. I was living in New York, and then Kirk lived in uh, New York. But then immediately there was a pandemic, and then. Then he got coronavirus, but uh, now I feel safe having him in my home because he's got the antibodies. Um, he's a free man. He can he roams free as a bird. Free as a bird. Roams around the city. Speaking of roaming around the city, basketball is in business. I've I seen know. Hoops up like around town. I know, and just in time, my shoulder is does not work. <laughs> it is great being in your late thirties. Just, just. Hopping from one injury lily pad to another. It just one thing after another. And my back hurts right now. I have to buy a cushion for my back. Because I'm, my bo- I'm, I'm not used to sitting. You've got like a taxi driver cushion over there. Yeah, I do. I, I got my, he's looking at, Kirk's looking at my little workstation. Yeah, I just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm used to like going around, standing. flying around, standing. Walking around and I'm not sitting at a desk all day. Now I'm trying to, I'm writing all the time and r- working like an eight hour day in an office basically. And it is a nightmare. I don't think I'm, I'm not only am I not mentally capable to be in an office, I always knew that. I am not physically built to be in an office. Welcome to Artastic, where two comedians complain for 30 minutes a week and then yeah. you feel better about your life yeah, or yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Kirk has an autistic son. I have an autistic brother who is, uh, Pete's doing okay. Not a big week, nothing, no news really for him. I wish I, you know, same old. Yeah, I don't got big news this week. Uh, I did notice that JJ shaved his head again. and but Just do it by himself? He gets in there sometimes and does a little quick shave and then they have to fix it up. Yeah, and then make sure they get it all because he'll... He'll go. He'll go in and start shaving that little noggin of his, and the rest of his body too. Really? Anything he can reach, it's coming off. Huh? Legs, belly, chest. Oh, he, cool. And he's hairy like a Turkish man. Yeah. And he doesn't like it. I don't know. I think he likes the the feeling of cutting it off. I don't know. He did one time, and I've got some pictures. I should post on my Facebook. Cut a male pattern baldness thing on top of his head, where he was like left left the shoehorn around the sides. Great. And the hair on the top was gone. That's pretty funny. Which is a prequel of his, uh, his his uncle's bold. So it's a possibility his sister's, his mom's brother. So. It's the mom's side. Yep. I'm lucky because every man on, a, a, on any side is bald. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about 100% that. 100% chance. 100% chance. Um, your arms are going to fall off and then you'll go bald. Ugh, Not just God. your arms though. I think you've broken your foot three times since I've known you. Uh, I broke my toe and my... Uh, opposite ankle since you've known me. Perfect. And I've broken a finger since you know and me. And two arms. Not since you've known me. That uh, was before. That was before, right. Yeah. I also broke a rib before you knew me. Wasn't my fault. Well, this I think I'd be the worst professional athlete. I I, th- I always thought about that. I think the fans would have hated me. You'd be on injury reserve a lot, buddy. Because I think I'd be good, but I'd always be in. They'd sign me a big contract, and then I'd always be injured. Looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, it's... Now that I'm a comedian and I'm self-employed, sorry, I, I, like only, I only disappoint myself. I feel like that hurt more than I meant it to. I'm no, sorry. No, no. It's fair. It's fair. He looked at the ground when I said that, and I felt bad. I shouldn't have said that. No, no. 
It's an old expression. It wasn't about you, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I'm the other way around. I look like Jane. <laughs> Did and you buy a car yet for JJ? And I play like a monkey. I got a job, uh, interim. Uh, well, I shouldn't probably talk about this on the radio. But uh, I'm this saving is not money. a radio. Did you, did you still think this is a radio show? How old are you? I'm saving the money. We've been doing this for what? Five years? Well, there's definitely a buzzing I hear, so I'm assuming it's a radio. Yeah. But I'm saving money to get JJ a, a little mobile uh, automobile for his home. But they have a breaking news, a vehicle for the summer they got a hold of. So uh, I don't have to get it until September. So I've been communicating with the lady who runs it. She's going on vacation for a month because it's Sweden, but uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. Well, because it's everywhere except for America and Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We're the only two countries that are like, why would you need a vacation? Why would you want a vacation? You can sleep forever when you're dead. Just work. Just work. You can make the rich people richer. (laughs) (laughs) You see that Ferrari I have? (laughs) If you work really hard, I could get another one. (laughs) That's what your boss says to you. I saw this Twitter today, and it was like... Europeans in all of August, you email them, and it's their email back is like, "Sorry, I can't, I can't talk. I'm out of office all of August for vacation." Americans, uh, I can't, I can't uh, respond right now. I'm in the hospital. Uh, I'm on a ventilator, so but, but you can text me if you want. I could text back. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. It hits on so many levels. Um, but yeah. No, uh, Peter is doing well. They're uh, opening up to phase three in Ottawa tomorrow, which means that uh, restaurants indoors are opening up and you can have gatherings above 10 people. So I think um, Peter's job is affected by that because he works at a, um, a, a hall. The, an Italian community center where they rent it out for events and whatnot. Yeah. And obviously, um, they don't make any money if they only rent it out for 10 people at a time. So It makes it hard. Yeah, I think you know Pete's getting a little excited because they're, they're slowly getting back on track to getting larger groups together and that place opening up and then him having a day job and then him moving back home and then him not being um, annoyed by my parents and vice versa. He's still enjoying the home, home cooking? Yeah, he is. Also, what's helping is my parents are spending a lot of time at the cottage, so they're they're leaving him home. And uh, like I said last time, he's uh, he, he actually is lo- he lobby he's lobbying to keep the dog. Wow. Yeah, he likes the dog. He said to my mom and dad, she goes to my mom. You know, uh, she you know it, I I want to keep the dog because it doesn't uh, I feel less lonely, which is pretty you know self aware. Yeah, pretty emotionally intelligent. Yeah, and we talk, I talked about it last episode and yeah. like how, you know, maybe this is something we should do, get him, get him a pet. And I told my parents that since last episode, and they said, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So. I do think it's funny how everybody always has advice for the parents of people with autism, and then you go, uh, how's your kid with autism? Oh, I don't have any kids. And they're like, well, okay, cool. Nice advice. Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I, that's me in yeah. that scenario. <laughs> parents like, no, you idiot. <laughs> that would be a nightmare because he forgets to clean up the dog poop. Oh, yeah. right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's that. Forget about yeah. that. I mean, he'll take that. care of the dog, and it's fine when there's a system in place. But long term, if anything goes wrong, he won't notice if the dog's limping. Right. You know, that's 
and it's true. It's problematic. He won't know if notice if the dog is, is alive, sick, and any. <laughs> he's just dragging away around a dead dog. No, uh, Peter's. Peter would notice that he's he just the details. He's not a detail yeah, yeah, guy. No, I get it. And if anything goes wrong, he'll it'll send him into a panic, and he won't know how to deal with it. So I think it's better to share the responsibility. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. So. Listen, I just changed the subject back to the important things, basketball. I will shoot some baskets in your honor. Don't worry. You know, like people go, Kobe, I'll do that, but I'll say Graham. So it'll be, and then I'll brick it. So, it'll yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, low arc, hit the front of the rim. Is that? Don't hit somebody in the face that comes off so hard. Yeah. That's, a, that's how you get your own rebound. Angles they're not expecting. That's an inside joke for six listeners of ours who like autism and basketball. I think we have talked so much basketball over the years that whoever is, like all, all of our uh, autastics out there, they now know basketball. They know some of it by they, force. They know how to repair a 2002 Volkswagen Golf, and they know basketball. The silver bullet. The silver bullet. That Remember that was a year where I, every day I would come in with a new problem with my used car? And I'd be like, yeah, you shouldn't have bought it. That's so cool, though. Simple solution. Don't buy a piece of garbage. Should we do it in the news? Are you going first? I, we didn't, I forgot. Did we decide what we're doing here? Yeah, we did. You're going to go first. Okay. Because we have two in the newses. We have, they're both involve uh, uh, young people with autism and the police. And one is sad, and the, the, the one I'm going to read is happy because... Um, you're a jerk, and you gave me the sad one. Well, you looked up the sad <laughs> one, but they both deserve to be discussed, and not everything is bad, and... and uh, not everything's good. Not everything's good. <laughs> it's life, so... Uh, this is in the Post, the Washington Post. A uh, young black autistic man sentenced to 50 years for a car crash. Tens of thousands of people are now calling for his freedom. And there's a picture of a young, very photogenic man named very Matthew handsome. Russian. Handsome very good-looking kid, yeah. On the day he received a 50-year prison sentence, Matthew Rushin called his mom and asked for a favor more fitting than a teenager going away to college than a condemned man. Can you please order Thanksgiving dinners for all? Thanksgiving dinner for all of us. There are 12 of us here. Laverne Rushin recalls him requesting on behalf of his cell block. At the time, Thanksgiving was only a few weeks away. After I got off the phone with him, I just said, "Oh my goodness, he doesn't realize what just happened." What had just happened was a judge decided that the young black autistic man was not only going to miss one holiday with his family, he was also going to miss a decade of them. The judge ordered that Russian receive a ten, uh, serve 10 years of a 50-year sentence. Before that moment, Laverne and Demetrius, her husband, had watched Matthew, who was diagnosed with ADHD and Asperger's as a child, and later experienced a traumatic brain injury, make his way through schools in Virginia Beach and Old Dominion University. We had seen him compose poetry, play the piano, and like many people's age, fill his Facebook with unabashed, unabashed admissions of admiration and love. I'm going to jump forward. This is a very long article. Okay, so what happened was, uh, on a rainy night, he went up to pick up the pastries at Panera, where he worked. He didn't make it home. That night, he was involved in a life-shattering crash, arrested, and hailed, held in jail until he was sentenced on November 6, 2019. On that day, the Commonwealth Attorney for Virginia Beach announced in a press release, or in a news release, that the 21-year-old had pleaded guilty in August of 2019 to two charges of malicious wounding and one charge of hit and run. Had his case gone to trial, quote unquote, or start, beginning quote, had the case gone to trial, the Commonwealth's evidence would have proven that on January 4, 2019, Matthew Russian 
struck another moving vehicle in a parking lot, did not stop, and instead fled the parking scene, said a news release at the time. Just moments later, Russian was driving recklessly on First Colonial Road, passing traffic and speeding. When he reached a median break, he drove straight into oncoming traffic and struck another vehicle head on. It was occupied by a husband and wife who were visiting from Virginia Beach, or visiting Virginia Beach from New York City. At the scene, it continues. Russian climbed out of his vehicle and said he was trying to kill himself. And the investiga investigation revealed he was doing approximately 65 right before the crash and did not apply his brakes. The news release, however, does not mention that Russian is autistic and may, and sorry, that news release, which does not mention Russian is autistic, might have been the final word on his case. But then, with George Floyd dying in police custody, processes. Protests sparked conversations about racial inequities in the justice system that do not often live up to its name. The people across the country started looking closer at this case. They saw the details of what the prosecutor had not described. They saw that the young man had not intended to hurt anybody, including himself, and had been persuaded to sign a plea agreement that was not in his best interest. They saw a life that was too easily discarded by a system that has failed other black autistic men. Um, I'm jumping forward. Okay, because this is a very long article. It describes another situation uh, with another young black autistic man who looked suspicious and then was tasered for just sitting in front of a library. And jump forward again. Sorry, I'm jumping forward. Okay, so. Now, now it's talking about the other side of the story. Tara, Tara Vance, an autistic woman and psychological consultant, writes for Neurocastic, the website that she founded. On the site, she'd written extensively about this case and posted, vi posted video from Russian's interrogation by police. And on Tuesday night, published a letter from a for forensics engineer and traffic collisions reconstruction reconstructionist who examined the evidence that found that it does not support the theory of suicidal behavior or attempted suicide. On the contrary, the evidence presents a strong case, strongly suggests pedal misapplication as a primary collision factor, which has been sent to the governor's office. The pedal misapplication is a common cause of crash collisions among those 16 to 20 and those of poor executive function, as is common with autism mm. or ADHD. The letter says that the evidence indicates the collision was, a, quote, an accident. He made a mistake. And we would, would we criminalize a driver who fainted or had a seizure but did not know that they had a seizure disorder or who had an allergic reaction? Is it a crime or a moral failing, something worth removing someone from their freedom to make a mistake as a direct result of having a disability? Let me jump forward to what they think happened. Russia's parents who work for the Department of Defense have insisted that it wasn't suicidal. They said he panicked after clipping a car in the parking lot and drove off making a U-turn to return to the scene where the crash occurred. His mother said that he mentioned he wanted to die after the man involved in the collision started yelling at him and asking if he was trying to kill himself. She says he was appeasing, not confessing. The interrogation shows him telling police that he did not mean to hurt anybody. He also insists that he tried to stop. I was on my brakes, I can promise you that. Against, against his parents' advice, he signed the plea agreement, his mother said, because he mistakenly thought it would let him come home. While in prison, he hasn't received a mental health evaluation or medical attention for the headaches, dizziness, and transient blindness that he's, okay, let's jump forward. I think the main thing that, okay, so this is obviously a complicated one, but I think the main issue here is, and we talked about this a little bit off the air, but if the person is, 
within their wherewithal enough of mental capacity to agree to sign a plea agreement and to understand what they're agreeing to. And so you'd point it back to maybe he shouldn't be driving. I don't think he understood what that what he was doing. Yeah. I think that they obviously I don't know. I wasn't there. But we do know that it is common for detectives to coax people to sign something. Yeah, that they don't often understand. And this really isn't, in my opinion, I mean, it is a race issue at some level, but also it's a, it's a level of, it's the, the bigger problem is that he It might not be a race issue. Yeah, he doesn't understand what he's signing. Yeah. And so if you have a, dis, you have a disabled person, an intellectually disabled person or autistic person, somebody who doesn't quite catch what's going on exactly, yeah. and you get them to sign something, I mean, yeah, that's not the solution. And Look, nobody was killed. It sounds like there was an older gentleman who was permanently hurt, who was 72, I think. Yeah. And so 50 years seems high. Well, I know that this 72-year-old man that the cops pushed over in Buffalo has permanent brain damage, and, and they're not in jail. <laughs> Let's not talk about this one on this. Yeah, I know. This is going to descend into the rabbit hole if we talk about I the race issues. I don't know. I just I think that like, it just seems a little crazy to me. That this he's getting 50 years. He's, he, well, he's only serving 10. Yeah, he's going to serve 10 out of the 50, though. Yeah. Yes, 10 is a long time. Yeah, so basically if he was convicted for 10, he wouldn't serve 10. Yeah. He would serve, you know how it works. He'd plead, you know, he would uh, get out with early release, but I think he would serve all the 10 unless they overturn it. Right. So, I mean, I don't know how it works, but I... It just... They're... If you... I mean, look, the parents make the call. When you're 16, does he get a driver's license or not? He went to college. You know, he, he he was working at Panera Bread. He was doing stuff. Yeah, but I think so that touches think on a very good thing about the executive function. So, like, just because you're good at, like, assembling computers. Yes. That doesn't. mean you're not going to panic and know exactly. what pedal you're pushing. Exactly. And, 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 and you don't go to jail for, for 10 years when you have a disability and don't know what. You, know, you don't have good executive functioning. Yeah. In my opinion, that seems a common sense. Now, I think. Maybe there needs to be more things in place that when you are diagnosed as a child with these disabilities, that when you're 16, you go through more thorough vetting to get a driver's license. Right. That just seems common sense to me. So these sort of things like doesn't happen. If, even if the person has the capability to physically drive the car, because he seems like, and this is the thing we've discussed before too, where it's like some, and I have a joke about this, you can't often tell people are autistic by looking at them. Like the kid looks like a, Neurotypical kid, just like he looks a happy better smile. than a neurotypical kid. <laughs> Handsome boys, so yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean he understands the consequences. And no, the, like we talked about, the executive function mm -hmm. to be able to make these intricate decisions. Yeah, but I, I, I do. I'm not making fun of my brother. I love him so much, and I love the way he looks and he chooses to look. But the way he looks and chooses to look does make me feel better about him making mistakes out in the world. Yeah. He'll get more of a. He'll get a little bit more grace, hopefully. People will go like you just look at him for more than one second, and you're like, oh, there's something going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my son. Yeah. It's all the ticks and the and the sweatpants and the yeah the the socks with the flip flops, unless he's German. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> socks with flip flops are uh, the rap, young uh, SoundCloud rappers dr dress like that now. Not the not not the sandals he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> the young SoundCloud ones are wearing those Adidas, yeah, the cool slides. bath ones, just slides. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. son's wearing leather ones. It look like he's on a hike or something. It's like <laughs> right, right. It's not not exactly the same. Well, well, look, as always, we're not ending the podcast, but as always, we are interested in what you think. 
you have thoughts on this, uh, do send them in. AutasticPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Kirk Smith Comedy on all my social media. Grab Kid Comedy on Insta. Well, we got another we got a happy yeah, one. Yeah, I said end we're on. not ending. I'm okay. just I was saying if you if they have specific ideas on this, I'll just mix up the format so they don't tune out and, and not play the last 30 seconds of the podcast. That's true. People probably do that. Also, so patreon.com slash autastic. You can donate. In the middle. Now they have to listen to the next 10 minutes. Right now, you can donate to our podcast a dollar per episode. We'd appreciate it. Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash autastic. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash autastic. Please donate. Um, Read the good one now. I'm yeah, yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to think like you guys to think like, oh, uh, I, I, like, I hate police or something no, like no, that. No, no, we got I, police in my family. I, I have police yeah. in my family. Yeah. Uh, I talk to them all the time. Um, without getting further into that, uh, this is a nice story about two police officers that didn't need extra training to be human beings, and they are already good human beings, and they're, by all accounts, are very good at their job. So I know you can relate to this story, Kirk. Um, Ooh, baby, I'm excited. This happened in Newark, New Jersey. Um, parents are thanking New Jersey officers. By the way, this is on uh, ABC.com, ABC7. Parents are thanking New Jersey officers who found their son who has autism after he wandered from his home in a major storm. I believe he's nonverbal, just like your son. Uh, I got that. Thank you, thank you so much for what you did for him," said Lori Newton, mother of Aiden Newton. "I don't know what I would have done if something happened to him." Also, um, side note: the uh, like the last article, this child is a person of color. Um, a pair of Newark police officers received a lot of emotional gratitude on Monday night. It hadn't been, if it hadn't been for you, I don't know what would have happened to him, Newton said. 11-year-old Aiden Newton is autistic and nonverbal. His mother and her extended family keep close watch over him, but last Monday afternoon, in the middle of a thunderstorm, that was a big thunderstorm. It was a big Do one. Do you remember that one? It had a name. Remember, it was called Faith, I believe. Right, yeah. He disappeared. Somehow the young boy escaped out of the front door without notice and continued on his way in the pouring rain. By the time his mother realized her helpless son was gone, she started driving through the neighborhood, frantically calling the police. That's when she was told he was safe. Officers Joseph Feya and Latina Martin of the New York Police Department, or the, sorry, the Newark Police Department, were called to South 20th Street where they coaxed Aiden uh, Newton, who is soaking wet and barefoot, into the patrol car, uh, buckled him and took him to the hospital. The officers did not need police training for this. They relied on their instincts as parents to comfort the child as one of their own. When we saw him, it was like, this is us, Faya said. First thing is, this is my child. It was an act of kindness and sympathy that Aiden Newton's family could not thank enough. When I looked at the video and saw how you treated my nephew with sensitivity and kindness and respect, my heart is so grateful to you, Aiden's aunt, Stacy Newton said. The boy does not have a history of running away, but now that he knows how to open the door, he does leave again, or he does leave again, and at least there are two more officers who know his name, if he does leave again. Yeah, so it's this is actually exactly what we were talking about last episode. It's like learning a community, knowing the kids, not being, you know. Well, it's a perfect tie-in to what we said last week. Yeah, exactly right. And it's and congrats to those cops. And it's just so nice that people don't panic and 
you know, that's what's supposed to happen. And it was, and the kid is safe. You know? so I don't know what you've heard about Newark, but apparently it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all my so friends bad. who grew up there say it is, but I hear, I hear it's getting better. Uh, I, I'm going to post this on my Instagram today. There is, I get the uh, uh, antenna broadcast reception, not to brag. So do I. And they, there's a Newark channel that the newscasters have the most over-projected enunciation and facial gestures, and I watch it every day, and it makes me laugh. Yeah. I'll post it on my story today. Instagram, kirkswithcality.com. Why? Why do they do that? I know, because I think it's like a, it's kind of a secondary market, so they're not hiring based on looks or uh, ability, <laughs> talent, yeah, yeah, likability or anything like that. Right. They're like, this guy knows how to read. Put him on. <laughs> it's really great. It's really great. Well, guys, that's been another episode. I am Instagram K on Instagram. I am Mr. Graham K on Twitter. I am Graham K on Facebook. Uh, you can find me and. Yeah. We did this part. Yeah. All right. I'm Kirk Smith on everything. Have a great week, guys. You can do it.